Khalif Raymond from the 30. Flag is down. And Raymond has run out of bounds. Another flag comes in at the 32. There are six flags on the field. Monday, October 16, we're back. National Dictionary Day, which I only brought that up to say that back in the day when you used to have to, you forgot the book for reading time, they used to make you do the dictionary. <laughs> and I don't know why this is such a vivid memory to me, but I remember a couple boys back in the day used to have those like Grand Theft Auto type games on their phone. Mm. And once I looked back at a kid with the dictionary up and he was steering the dictionary like it was the whip in Grand Theft Auto. And it was so, <laughs> it was an all timer. So... My, National Dictionary Day. My personal story with dictionaries is uh, more linked to like the French immersion part of it because I like I copied the uh, French to English oh, dictionary yeah? before I started French immersion, and I was like hyped up. I was like raw. Like anytime I don't know a word, like I'll I'll search it up, <laughs> and like I don't think I ever opened up that book ever. <laughs> so that was a useful book for every now and then. I don't know. Adam probably got more use out of it as a fellow. French immersion guy. I I actually you uh, sorry I learned Let's French before I learned English. So um, I'm just confused why your school didn't give you like books. Like, what do you mean you forget the book at home and they give you the dictionary? Does your school not have like books? Well, you're saying your school like it wasn't the school we all went to together. <laughs> I didn't go to your... I'm assuming you're talking about elementary school. <laughs> no. Bishop... Oh. Bingham. Maybe it was a grade six thing. I don't know. Owen, you want any dictionary talk or are you ready to turn the page metaphorically? Uh, I'm ready to turn the page. I do like the dictionary though. Yeah. I just the, want to get that out there. Big no, fan. Yeah, same. It's great invention. <laughs> really solid invention. I also want to say yeah. Adam had a confused face. Nobody has wanted to do a podcast less right now than Adam for some reason. I don't know what's going on, but he wanted to boot up at the four o'clock window. Yeah. And then he texts me, dude, the jets are not winning this game uh, with like five minutes to go. Like relax. It's a one score game. Anything can happen. So I was happy to see the jets actually come back and get that win. Despite Adam. I just, I want to know why he's so down today. Well, my parents are about to get mad at me in like 15 minutes because they wanted to have like a family steak dinner. So that's just oh, kind of... Oh, he... uh, I see. Yeah. Okay. So if, if I go on mute and you see someone come yell at me in 15 minutes, then you know what's going on. Okay. Okay. Well, since we've got you for maybe a limited time, what do you want to talk about the most? Oh, no. I'll be here the whole time. Okay. okay. Uh, <laughs> <but> probably, <laughs> probably like... I don't know the jets like we were already on it but i like because i was looking at the helmets and i feel like every helmet is kind of in the right spot not to brag mm -hmm. but maybe the jets beating like i i don't want to move any helmets based on that game either but you know maybe a conversation can be had oh yeah i, I mean yeah the jets aren't poverty yeah yeah i, I think that's like an automatic aren't. they're not up. they're certainly not yeah. okay I it's think... probably a few weeks late yeah, I was going to say, I think we made a mistake putting him down there in the first place, but it kind of made sense when we did it because it was like, Zach Wilson, we can't. But dare I say, Zach Wilson has been getting a, a incrementally better. I'm just going to put it out there. I don't know if I'm going to get hate for that take, but yep. 
the Jets are they're they're unserious. They're not frisk zone, but you you think frisk zone really? I mean, they're three and three with wins against the Eagles and the uh, Buffalo Bills. So I think it's hard to to say that they. I mean, they've their resume is good this year. I think it's tough to say that they're not <laughs> at least uh, on the bubble of a playoff berth here. But I don't know when you watch so, the so. games though. I don't know, like what makes you go? Yeah. They're frisky. Oh, their defense is. I mean, every time I see them, I'm impressed. I think it's like probably a top four or five defense. Now, is Zach Wilson getting better? Yeah. Is he good? No, he's really bad. But Garrett Wilson looks good. The running game actually, like the last few games, has looked to me pretty like serviceable. Like, I don't think it's a bad rushing attack. I would say you take out Zach Wilson. I think this is like a good football team. Really, I don't know about good. I mean, I can. I think they're unserious, like platinum. I think they're platinum members. I think that they have, like you say, Brees Hall. I see. See, here's what I don't understand about the Jets. Last week, Brees Hall had what 177 mm-hmm. yards, and today he had like nine carries. Like maybe let's go back to that. A little less Dalvin Cook, a little more Brees Hall. Garrett Wilson <laughs> is a great player. Their defense, like you say, ever since I said they've been bad, not to give myself the credit, but they've turned turned the corner and they've been elite the last few weeks. But you say wins against the Bills and wins against the Eagles. We're also ignoring a loss to the Patriots and a close game with the Broncos. Yeah. Like I don't think that that's mm. a frisk resume. Close game. Close game. I mean, it was like a 10-point win, wasn't it? I don't know if I'd classify it as a close game, really. Because it seems to me like it is possible, and this is maybe a Dr. Alex question. I have another question for Dr. Alex later, but it does seem possible that there could be an Aaron Rodgers comeback, in which case that would be kind of the most Elite. incredible thing I've ever seen. Yeah. I'd like, I'd totally just be so all in on that um, if he came back, and I'd cheer my heart out for Aaron Rodgers, honestly. Um, <laughs> that's be- a sentence that's new to me for yeah, sure. Because. Honestly, like just tearing your Achilles one month ago and you don't even have a cast or a boot on or anything. And I mean, he was even throwing a little bit. Now, obviously, he wasn't moving around too much, but throwing is throwing. And he was like on the on the field, like he's moving, like he's going up and down the bench, which is a great sign. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm I'm really surprised. Like when I saw that video today. Um, and just in all the years, I mean, we've been watching sports. When you hear a guy like blow his Achilles, you're out for a year. Um, and these are young guys sometimes that do it, let alone Aaron Rodgers, who's like 41, I think. Um, so let's go, Aaron. I don't know what he's doing. It might be like the ayahuasca, uh, maybe long-term effects of ayahuasca. <laughs> like if you, you know, if you start early, then, you know, you can recover quicker. Um, so I don't know if it's that, but uh, it, good for him. Yeah, if he actually pulls this off and plays in games in the regular season, I'm going to need to start, you know, scrubbing the tapes. I need to start going back and erasing some of my past yeah. work and start, you know, maybe listening a little bit to this guy, but still ways away. I I am in favor of a Jets move up. I think, Adam, we didn't get your take on if it's unserious or frisk. I think unserious for now, like Owen mentioned some good wins, but he didn't mention some pretty bad losses, so... Uh, I, I think I'm serious for now, for sure. Yeah, they deserve some credit for that Chiefs loss, too. I don't want to just make it seem like Frisk is impossible because you do sort of think about it like, oh, you know, I guess it is 
somewhat in the cards, but I think they still have a hard schedule and, and stuff to come. So I'm okay with that. We'll see how they do next week. Um, when you look at the helmets, Owen, was there one that you think this is wrong? Well, the one that I, I sort of that disappointed me this week was Arizona because I was high-ish on them, like maybe higher than most, but they, they seem to maybe have turned a, 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 a bad corner, maybe more of a U-turn. Mm. So, um, <laughs> so I, I just want to keep them in mind as maybe a demotion team. Maybe this is more of the team that we were anticipating preseason. I don't know because they didn't really do much. It, like it was kind of brutal to watch them as somebody who picked them to win beca- or not to win, but to cover just because, I mean, Kyron Williams, every time he touched the ball, it was like a rush off tackle for 25 yards, yeah. like, like clockwork. So it was pretty hard to watch. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know what that. I don't know what you guys think, but they're worrying me. Well, they were they were kind of in the game for like, you know, the first half. And I wasn't too disappointed with how they played. I mean, I thought the Rams, I just think the Rams offense is good. I, I don't know. I don't think it was like sound like ring the alarm bells. This is the worst team in the league from watching them today. I just thought, oh, frisky team doing well against a unserious team. I think that we have them read pretty well. I think that they are unserious because if you come in and you don't have like a, a coherent group or you don't try, they'll catch you sleeping. Like that's what they're there to do. But the Rams are, yeah. are both of those things. The Rams are coherent and they're they, competent and they have talent. Yeah, but they still did catch them sleeping for, you know, the first 40 minutes of that game. They were they were doing well. So I mean it kind of is what it is. They wake up at halftime, they start doing well, and then they're just outclassed talent-wise. Yeah, I like where they're going. I think Owen was right the first week, charging towards unserious. I think that they have cemented themselves in that zone. But I think next week they're traveling to Seattle, so things aren't really going to get that much easier for them. We could talk Seattle in a second. That's another team that I would consider maybe that we have wrong right now. But, yeah, I, I'm fine to keep them where they are if you, if you feel yeah. the same. yeah. Well, I'd love to talk about the I think the two the two bird teams that we have in good actually. Okay. Um, so yeah, I think the Seahawks oh. were a little bit disappointing today. I thought the Bengals were just like begging them <laughs> to win this game um multiple times. Joe Burrow uh looks like Jake Fromm out there. Um wasn't really happy with he's like he's on some simple throws. He's missing Jamar by like Oh, I, a couple feet. Yeah. And it's these aren't even like deep shots. These are like a con- little concerning. Gino, I think he like peaked really high. So I, I'm almost I don't I wouldn't be surprised to see if like Drew Locke starts a game this year cuz I'm just, wow. I'm not I would loving. Be, I would be surprised. That I'm not is loving, outrageous. I'm that, is a, that is one of the all. most disgusting 30 seconds Holy of podcasting cow. that I've listened to all year. I okay. That's insanity. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> Do you want me to remind you about the DeAndre Swift take I got roasted for uh, six weeks ago? No one wants any He's going to cash it in. Let's go. I'm, cash I'm in cashing it in now because money in the bank. I have a lot of money in the bank with that take. And there was a lot of laughs back then. But yeah. Um, yeah, I just, like I said, I think the Seahawks were begging them to win this game and they couldn't. Uh, or, or the Bengals were begging the Seahawks to win this game and they couldn't finish it. So yeah. I was impressed. You know... I think a couple things. Seattle, to me, we moved them up two weeks ago. They go on by. And then last weekend, Owen, Caleb, and I, I think rightfully decide, 
We need to get some teams out of elite, ship them back, put them in the good zone because there's separation with the Niners. And then the Seahawks stayed in the good zone and now they're surrounded by a couple more bigger fish inside Mm -hmm. their pond. So to me, when you look at those helmets, they don't line up with those to me. I don't don't see them lining up with Dallas, Detroit, Miami, Buffalo. That's not really their fault. We did put them there in the first place, but I think they align more with the Frisk zone, which is where Cincinnati is the team that beat them today. Um, And to me, Geno Smith, I thought he wasn't good, but at the same time, he had no time the majority of the game. The Bengals were in his shirt, like on not, and he on, and on the ones he did have time to his fault, he was taking too long. So it made it seem worse than it was. But I would like to move them back. But it's not really. I'm I'm not ringing alarm bells after the game. That's what I think. I want to go to bat for for Gino. I know I was trashing him during the game, um, but I think he's been like sort of ever since he took the reins. I think he's been probably a top. 12 10. quarterback in the NFL, maybe even top 10. I think he's been solid. And I think he's been really good this year. Um, this game specifically, I would say, uh, you know, I, I watched sort of the last five or six minutes of the game. Uh, and, you know, he got sacked like probably five times uh, at the 10 yard line on two separate drives. So I think there wasn't a lot of time. And again, to his fault, he, he looks maybe like the least elusive human I've seen since Matt Ryan back there at times. <laughs> so, um, you know, there, there's improvement there, but I, I don't think this was an egregious performance by him, nor do I think it was a particularly egregious performance by the team. Uh, I think Cincinnati's defense played really, really well. Um, and, and you know, they, I guess, did enough on offense. So to me, this was like, you know, a frisky team going and, and playing a competitive game and edging out a good team, which I think happens from time to time in the NFL. So I wouldn't say this is like a shuffle the deck type of game for me. I want to retweet a lot of what Owen said. I mean, I'm, I'm not a big fan of yo-yoing teams and the Seahawks just came up and just because they lose the next week doesn't mean you send them back down. Um, and the Bengals are also a frisky plus team, right? I think we can agree on that. They're one of the better teams in frisky. So it's not like a shock. And I don't want to be the stats. Like, I don't want to be that kind of guy, but the Seahawks outgain the Bengals out, uh, first down out like every stat they played better than the Bengals other than points which I mean obviously is the most important thing but I mean it wasn't a bad game at all and it was just like two teams that are pretty closely matched and uh Bengals won yeah it's good but minus I, meets frisky plus probably yeah good minus meets frisky plus uh, I think Gino played fine and I think he's been great all season so I I just I, Alex's comment was just unbelievable okay. to me. <laughs> I have time on my side. It's week six, so <laughs> wow, raw. Okay, I'm by okay. week eleven when we're watching yeah. Washington Seattle, Drew you Lock? never know. <laughs> so. Could be some Drew after Lock. Seattle beats the Cardinals. Let's throw in Drew Lock. I think um, I'm okay with keeping him in the good, just because I'm anti yo-yo right now. So let's let's leave him in the good. And then let's see where they are next week because it's two votes two. I'll split it back to them to make it a three-one. Sorry, I was gonna say they play some decent teams coming up. Like they, other than the Cardinals, they play the Browns and then they play the Ravens. So I mean, that'll give you a better read on this team if you're doubtful. Yeah, and they play Washington. Washington's not a bad football team either. Uh, after that, so true. Uh, there's a lot. That'll be a good game. It will be a good game if only, you know. People had tickets to that game. That would be a great game to go to. Um, yeah. You wanted a Baltimore take, and then we can just yeah. go by a tier for the rest of it. Sure. I just I just didn't like their performance today against the against the Titans. I 
don't I know they're foreign too, but I think it's a little bit of a misleading foreign too. Like I think they're another one of those teams when you stack them up with the Lions, Cowboys, Bills, and Dolphins that I don't I don't think that they're that tier. Um, obviously, this probably isn't going to get too much traction. Like I don't I don't know if we'd move them down, but I just don't like <laughs> the way they've been playing. I thought they were another team where like the Titans were sniffing around for way t- too long than they should have. Um, and Lamar has not looked good. I don't know who else woke up to watch the game this morning, but I thought Lamar didn't look good at all. I, I haven't, my, like, like I said, I just came back from Europe. I don't have a huge sample size, but, um, I haven't loved what Lamar is doing. And I think the four and two is a bit misleading. So, um, I wanted to, you know, if we're going to, you know, talk about the Seahawks a little bit, I wanted to mention the Ravens, um, in there as well of just not being a team that's up with those guys. I mean, not to be anti-Alex today, but I mean... No, let's... I'm uh, all for it. (laughs) To me, the 4-2 and is misleading, as in, like, it could easily be a 6-0. I mean, against the Steelers, it was one of the most unbelievable, like, drop pass, drop pass, random fumble. Like, it was safety. It was a crazy game against the Steelers, and then, like, an overtime loss in Week 2. I mean, I don't think Lamar is... uh, Today, he was like not great. Uh, I think he played well last week. His receivers dropped a bunch of passes that they should have been catching. And uh, I mean, I don't, I don't see the hate on this team. It's it's a tough game in London against the Titans team that always plays them close. And I don't, I don't really see the, but what an unbelievable choke job by oh. the Titans too. Like yeah. that was disgusting. I'm not done with that, but Owen, go ahead on Baltimore. Yeah. I was going to say, I agree with Alex. I think they left a lot of meat on the bone. Certainly. Um, I'm not going to also say that Lamar played well last year, last week, because I actually think he, he played by his standard relatively poorly. Now I know much of that is like his receiver is pretty bad, but uh, I also think there's some blame to be, to be shared there. I mean, he could have iced the game with a touchdown in the end zone and instead flipped the field. So, or through, you know, through an interception. So there, there's fault to be had uh, for Lamar both last week and this week. So I don't think he's played up to standard, but, I think at the end of the day, I, I was ready to say, you know, put them on fraud watch, send them down, and then they kind of got their act together towards the end. So, so I think they 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 figured it out for me. But there there are times with this team where I I I really do wonder what's going on and if they are really an elite or a good football team. But again, they they have those moments at the end of games uh, sometimes where they can just put it together. So yeah, I think I think they're good to stay. I'm okay to keep him. I'm a Ravens guy, but I will say mainly why I'm okay to keep him is I feel like every London game is the exact same game. It's always just like a five point difference that's coming down to the end. There's never been like a 42 to 38 London game. They're always like 25, 20, 21, 16. They're always in this little margin and I'm okay with an unorganized London performance just because I've seen it so many times before. I will say though, Fraud Watch, I got John Harbaugh on Fraud Watch. I just want to float it out there. I yeah. All we do is pump this guy's tires, and yet every year, 8 and 9, 9 and 8, playoff losses. I'm a Lamar guy. So you guys can put it on Lamar. I'm putting it on John Harbaugh because I watch that team, and I don't think they're well coached. I don't think they're that organized. I'm going to put it out there for you to think about that, but you're disagreeing with me. That's fine. You know, You know who should be on Fraud Watch? the medical staff oh like i know they got God, the new at they're, they're, 
<laughs> no, I mean, what Tones was telling us, no one's getting injured this year because they got the new AT, and now they're just the most injured team in the league again. Like, I, I don't understand. I don't know. Like, the there. 49ers last year were, like, super ravaged by injury, and they just, like, plug in a new guy, and it works fine. Like, I know there's a difference between Shanahan and Harbaugh, obviously. But every, like, out of, like, <clears throat> eight of the running backs they bring in, no one, like, ever takes the yeah, takes no. the lead. Um, on the depth chart and then it's always like well like they don't have a wide receiver they like get one like i don't know what to tell you like like develop them (laughs) sign one but like every time it's like well that's the excuse it's like you've needed to address this excuse for like the last six years and you haven't so hardball like you gotta figure it out buddy like get someone in there that can like catch and and help lamar out um but yeah i don't want to hear that excuse anymore like that's just something you have to figure out now like i get it for two three years sure it's been like six years they don't have a wide receiver i was just gonna say and then they did they had one that looked like he was kind of blossoming into uh maybe a wide receiver one mm-hmm. in hollywood brown and then they traded him so i don't know what this gm is doing because i do agree it's like you see you see these s- sort of quarterbacks that maybe aren't even as good like like uh zach wilson and he's able to get bailed out so often by uh garrett by garrett wilson so yeah. i think it like it would help quite a bit so so the the gm needs to figure that out and before you get off your take phil i just wanted to say i love london games me too me i too. love waking up and, and having football on the tv i know this is an unpopular take and i know uh you know most people disagree but waking up at 9 a.m or something and just you know starting the game start of the second half you get you miss all the, the, you know, just right in the middle of it. I just love that. I'm all in on it. It's I, just more football across the day. Yes. So yeah. for people that don't like it, I, I re, I'd really want to ask them why you don't like it. Like, it's just more football. It's, you don't have to wait till 11. Yeah. You're like right in on the action. And as the game is ending, you're, get, you're getting ready for your 11 o'clock game. So it's just a longer span of football across the day. And I 100% agree with Owen. Like, I, it's, it's great. And I'm going to take it one step further. I want a team in London now. I I used to not want one there. I used to think with the flying, it would mess things up. But to have a game half of the year starting at 7.30 a.m. would be the greatest thing Mm -hmm. in the world. And then on top of that, you do a couple Germanys. And then soon in like five... Frankfurt's. And soon in like five years, we'll have games on every 7.30. Because the split we had today and last week where it's like one game at 7.30... Six games at 11, four games at uh, two. Yep. That's the best split going. We need to just do that every week. Yeah. Um, but And then once they take the Giants out of primetime, it'll be perfect. Yeah, exactly. Then it'll just be a perfect slate. It will be. Until then, enjoy the Giants <laughs> this weekend and uh, enjoy the Saints-Jaguars game on Thursday night. Um, anyway, let's do these by zone. Elite, we only had Kansas City, Philadelphia, San Francisco. I guess, I mean, we haven't even talked San Francisco, which is like the game of the day. Uh, To me, the more shocking loss for the undefeated sides would still have to be Philadelphia. I mean, they had that game gift-wrapped, ready to go, and Hurts throws the interception. A horrible interception, a Mac Jones-esque interception. Um, I I couldn't believe that they coughed that one up, but Cleveland, obviously, uh, just as shocking of a victory, even though the refs played more of a hand in that one, Uh, I guess... Owen, which one was more surprising to you? I was more surprised with the Jets win. Yeah, uh, Jalen Hurts, I think, looked bad. But, I I mean, that's kind of what the Jets defense has been doing to good quarterbacks for most of the year. I mean, we played, like Robert Sala was basically saying, they played like a gauntlet all year. We played Mahomes, uh, Allen, 
uh, Russell Wilson hurts today. Dak Prescott, <laughs> Russell Wilson. So the, this defense is legit and, and they are good at throwing QBs off. Um, but I think Zach Wilson, uh, to his credit, seemed like he was making big throws when he had to. He had a few really key hookups with uh, Garrett Wilson, uh, especially in the second half. And, and I mean, he seems like he hasn't thrown a touchdown in five weeks, but uh, I like what I see. Yeah, I I agree with Owen. That'd probably be the bigger <clears throat> surprise is the Eagles losing, but I'm not really panicking for either of these teams. I don't think there's any reason to panic. I still think they're great. Hertz makes one mistake, like you said, they had the game there, and and honestly, same with the with the uh, 49ers as well. Like the game was won. It's just they the kicker missed the yeah last second field goal and. I think the more impressive part is that like it looks like it looked like the refs were just throwing flags on every single play and the Browns were just kind of like getting all these um, extra yards off these penalties um, and the 49ers were still in a position to win the game, um, which I thought was impressive. Purdy um, also had, a, I mean, got them down, down the field. And a lot of people were saying before the drive, oh, you know, Purdy's never been in this position. Can he do it? This, that. Um, and he managed to get them down. Ayuk was, was really good there as well down the stretch. Of course. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I thought, uh, I thought, you know, I wouldn't panic if I was a fan of either of these teams. No, San Francisco to me, like Purdy, that was definitely his worst game and yet still, exactly like you say, puts him in a position to win down at the end of the game. To me, that is the sign and the debate that we've long been having about if he's good and if it's the team. Like, there he is without Debo. George Kittle's been limited all day against the best defense in the league, and he puts him in a no position McCaffrey. to win. No McCaffrey, exactly. He's got Mason, Ayuk. You get the point. No Trent Williams as well. So to me, I was, you know, it was more just a confirmation of him actually being good which is what we've been saying anyway and it's not a reason to panic um i think that was a good matchup for the browns and they proved that the eagles won they've obviously played in close games all year it's a little more surprising that they didn't pull it out to me but i was gonna say this is unrelated so you go ahead no it's mine's not really unrelated either so we're just kind of in an unrelated off (laughs) okay i'll go first i was gonna say what like why would we not move the lions up at this point oh i mean we could I don't want to be the hater, but like, yeah. kind of just like the schedule, hundred uh, percent. Like they have, like the like, Chiefs' win was hot, but then Falcons, like Packers, gut feeling Panthers, slash, like look what? at the teams in good are are hitting all those teams. Like, I just want, I just want to see a convincing win against a team that's good. Other than like the, the Chiefs', Chiefs week one one point game in week one. I would like to see something else. But if they I I think they're on the brink. I think if they win next week, we should be moving them up. And they play the Ravens. And that's a serious yeah. that's a serious win. Here's what I'll say is they've they've beaten everybody in front of them with the exception of I mean a team they went to overtime with. So the Seahawks. You know, at the same level as the Seahawks or similar, uh, at least that week. But I mean the eye test tells me they have an elite defense and an elite top of the bucket offense like i don't really see any holes in this team or in this roster their defense looks like it's getting better and better every single week um people forget this was a team in the buccaneers that not only had been playing well prior but they were coming off a bye so mm-hmm. uh you know it's, it's, this isn't some mickey mouse win um and then jared goff i mean at some point we have to be including him in mvp discussions because he's looked amazing all year he threw for like 350 yards uh, against what we, I think most people would consider probably a top five or six defense in the NFC. So uh, I just want to give 
I mean, that's just, I mean, that's true, but I just no, it, it was just it. funny. Cause I thought, <laughs> I thought you were going to say NFL and then you said <laughs> NFC. So, well, I didn't want to get ahead NFL of my shoes, top 15, but <laughs> it was they're top 10, they're top 10 defense. In the NFL. It was just a raw, that. like way to frame it. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> I just need to hear a case maybe apart from the schedule, which I was, control. I was very impressed with their win today. I'll say that. It's I, uh, statement win. They're SW. very close. Yeah. I was very impressed with the win today. Is Jared Goff an MVP candidate? Yeah, I mean, I, hard to say, but I'd I'd have him in the top yeah. seven. Yeah, it's it's week six. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, I don't yeah. know. Like, I mean, he, he can win it. Yeah, it's possible. <laughs> if the season ends tomorrow, like I don't know, it's not him. Yeah, it's, but, who is it? Tua. Pretty oh, brother. I hate old brother Pretty. Owen. Jared Goff is not it's Tua. more no, impressive than Tua. Tua. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm thinking, but. I see your point, and like I say, today, I'm with Adam. Today was a statement win. They played a stingy first half. Tampa Bay's got a great defense, was well-studied coming into this game, and yet they still exerted their will in the second half, and the defense did get better too. I'm not against a promotion, but I think next week against the Ravens is like a perfect spotlight game. Like the pressure's going to be on. It's the biggest game of the week other than the Sunday night game, and I think it's a good opportunity for us to promote them now because if they win that game everybody will be saying now they got to go up now they got to go up and we could be ahead of the curve and i fully expect them to win that game i do too i'm just looking at the line here hold on uh ravens minus two at home okay yeah that's i mean that's disrespectful but the, the lions will throw that's what i'm saying all them throw them around a little bit okay they're a much better team than the ravens yeah. i've seen a lot of ravens i've seen a lot of lions the lions are better in almost every single way Agreed. Mm-hmm. I very much agree. So let's move them up. Is that is that what we're doing? I vote in favor. Oh, Reason. I see what you're trying to do. Like a premature, like we don't want to wait till they have a statement. Like today was the a statement. Yeah, it was, but like we don't want to wait They've until they beat the Ravens. Statements. I think it's, you know, better if we just jump on it now. Like we're investing now. Yeah, we're buying lower. Yeah, we're buying I like the lower. But I'm down to move them up. All right. Can, what a moment. Congratulations to Tony, but first of all, I mean, that's got to be the most exciting moment of his life. Yeah. He's been texting Chi- or Lions to Elite since week one. So, uh, yeah, we're going to give him the points. Like, this is going to be really awkward if they lose, though. Yeah, 100%. That's Why? what I'm saying. I just want yeah. everybody to be aware of that. But if they do win, then it's like, we told you so. <laughs> yeah, I think so, we're not. Well, let's, let's be, I mean, there's lots of ways you can an elite team can lose to a yeah. good team and you know, yeah. have it be oh, defensible. Brother. So let's not, a, a loss isn't in and of itself a failure. We're not panicking about you know? the Niners or the Eagles lost today either. So, and the Eagles lost to a poverty. So I just think like, so let's not make any we should take more risk here. as a show and not yeah, but wait. Yes. It, there's a, there's a different, there's a difference between being an established elite and being a newly promoted elite minus team. I don't know, man. Like, um, we have okay, they can beat I, the Chiefs. Like I think they could totally go toe to toe with the Eagles and the 49ers. Honesty hour. I'm starting to have some second thoughts about maybe about this. Honesty hour, they cannot go toe to toe with the 49ers. <laughs> yeah. Honesty okay. hour, they absolutely could. I think they could. I, absolutely. I just think they're so I agree. They're so solid, like through every part part of their team that you don't think Dan Campbell has the the makeup to do it? Like, where's the what's the case here? I mean, the Browns are the Browns just beat uh, 
beat the 49ers with uh, PJ Washington, you know, yeah, that is a little running heat. around like it's Madden. Yeah, that was so heat. He really, I mean, you nailed that comparison, Alex. He, the way he drops back is actually Madden-esque. Like when you yeah. just sprint fully, like turn the player around and run <laughs> says, back. how far you can get back. <laughs> Yeah, that's what you do. Because you're like, okay, let me see how bad this second and 89 can be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's the way he was playing quarterback and uh, he was throwing ground balls on the game winning drive yeah. that they got bailed out on <laughs> but okay fine let's let's take a risk invest invest early promote uh, him. yeah and promote send them up okay. okay if they lose that is going to be so embarrassing well, I mean, it is it is it's a it'll be a huge loss it'll be a huge stain It'll be a huge stain, but like uh, like a <laughs> no. meatball size stain on your dress shirt. But it's okay after after the Ravens game. If we just ignore it, they have another Mickey Mouse schedule. They do. So okay, like, good. We that can as just well. Pretend the only, they never lost, and then let them like float. Along. The only exactly the only other win. hard I'm game they have is the Cowboys. I, I think second last game of the season, and that's it. What December thirtieth? We we can make a statement. Yeah. What if um? What if if they lose, we just pretend we never did it. We just we just don't bring it up. They were just always in good. No, no, I'm kidding. Okay, elite promote on to the next. I Let's will go. say that's a pretty good elite, but it's like literally verbal meme. The dragon meme. I mean, we're, we've just recreated the dragon meme with the silly dragon in between <laughs> the menacing dragons with the lines in there. Okay, right real real question. Like, I know we want to move the topic along. But like, do you sit here today and you're like the Lions are a super, one of the Super Bowl favorites? Top five. For I do. Sure. I I really do. Do say that. Well, I totally think what, they could get which, to the Super Bowl. Sure. Okay. I mean, they they, the if Chiefs, they're in the Super so, Bowl, they're sure. playing an AFC team, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's how that works, <laughs> and they're better yeah. than almost all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, if they're in the Super Bowl, they've already passed the hardest test, which would be the 49ers. <laughs> I don't think they're getting least blown confident. Out. By the 49ers or anything. I do. You think so? Yeah. I do. <laughs> no. I would say, so if I were to rank all the elite teams in confidence, I would say I have, I'm more confident in the Lions than I am for sure the Eagles and uh, probably even the Chiefs. So I'd put them Honestly, second. yeah. If the Eagles, if the Eagles are elite, the Lions are elite. Yeah. yeah. The Eagles are elite minus at this point. Yeah. The Eagles, the Eagles, we've had them on fraud watch for like four weeks and I they mean, haven't yeah. beat the allegations. They really haven't. They have zero statement wins and the Lions have at least two. At least two. Jalen Hurts has seven interceptions in six games, dude. Yeah, he doesn't he doesn't throw That's to huge. Devonta Smith, dude. I don't know what's going on there. He picks a favorite guy. He throws every it game. to the wrong team. He does a lot. Like today <laughs> they had four turnovers. I will say my personal uh PPP fills power pool. I got the uh 49ers, then give me the Bills, then I'll take the Dolphins, then I'll take the Lions. <laughs> Phil says every week I'm not going to be fooled by the Bills, and then he, he just ranked the Bills second. They have my heart. Dude. They have my heart. I don't know what you want me to say. I just they're going to lose the to Tyrod tonight. Yeah, this is a good time. And the Dolphins have to have the most Mickey Mouse and Mickey Mouse schedules. They I do. mean, they beat up on the Giants. The Pan. They did. It's like them versus like all poverty. They literally. Week. They actually have an unbelievable Gonzaga basketball schedule, dude. It's actually wow. Crazy. Sunday night next week. Yes. Dolphins Eagles. That's a it, that's an okay, all time banger. Go. It's going to be a great game. That's uh, I'm going to take your spot type game. Like I think if the yeah. Dolphins 
beat that, beat the musical Eagles, chair. I think we're switching them. Yeah, well, musical chairs. Yeah, exactly. musical chairs situation. Musical chair game. <laughs> yeah. Put that in your notes. Musical chair game this Sunday night. And the Ravens-Lions game is the we took a chance wager of the week by yeah. putting the Lions up in elite a yeah. week before that game. But... Okay, sounds that's our good. ROI game. That is, that's the ROI game. I like that. Or the, hold on, hold on. Can I just game say stop game? It's the game with stop the Lions. <laughs> if the Lions cover the spread, are we considering that a win for 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 our pick? No, no. I like, let's I, say they lose I'm, by one. I'm expecting no. them to win, Owen. Like I'm actually expecting. Aren't them to win. Lions favorites? No, no, they're dogs. Well, we got to turn this page. Yeah, but. That is a good thing to bring up, Adam. 40 minutes into the show, reminder to the people, assuming the Bills won by a lot, the Bills are good in the good zone. The rest of the good zone, if we've established already that we're keeping the Ravens and we're keeping Seattle, Dallas doesn't play till tomorrow, and that leaves Miami. And I agree with Owen that Miami is playing literal like children out there. They have not pl- played a serious team, and the one time that they ran into one in the Bills... They got absolutely smashed. And people forget that they also played that close game with the Patriots. I want that. People forget that. These impressive wins, quote-unquote impressive wins against Carolina and everything, looks great. Scoring 70 on Denver. Um, Having said that, in the PPP, I did just put them at number three, but that was a bit of a mistake. I would like to defund that take, and uh, I'm going to say that they're good, but Fraud Watch has been issued. All I'm going to say. So then, Broad you, watch on the Dolphins. I want to see them get some more wins against teams that are in the frisk zone or the unserious Wait, zone. Even. So they from what you said, from what you've said, like then you wouldn't maybe shoot them up into elite if they beat the Eagles. No, that because would, of their that losses. Would be good enough. That would be good. That'd enough. be good enough. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're saying that's the musical chair game, though. Winner yeah. goes to elite. That's and then but loser I wanted goes to, to yeah. like. Is it bench. like officially? Because okay. Phil was giving me some doubt, but it's officially the musical chairs game. If they beat the Eagles, that is a huge statement win. <laughs> yeah, I agree I with you. I love this musical chairs. That's raw. Or a statement <laughs> lost by the Eagles, potentially. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. It's it's versatile. This it's, is it's the Micah Parsons of games. This is well, I would say <laughs> I would say if they lose to the Eagles, I would say retroactively, this loss to the Jets is a statement loss. Or sorry, if the Eagles lose to the Dolphins, you'd say you'd go back and say this was actually the statement loss. That was a key, that was just a regular loss. Wrong, okay, wrong, I, I think wrong. we should move on to Frisky. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to Frisky. Well, so, wait, I want to no, say something. I respect Owen just weighing which loss would be worse. That's sick. He's arguing against nobody right now. Well, it was sick, but it's true though. It's Wrong. like if they it if is. they win next week, it's like okay, that was a blip in the schedule. But if they lose again, it's like well, they were sending a statement last week, but nobody listened. <laughs> it it was a fart you know? in the wind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But here's the thing: I want to say one more thing about the Dolphins. I know I just said negative things about them. Tyreek Hill is pretty awesome. He's got to be like <laughs> one of the all time guys that when I think about like watching football in my you know, 18 to 25 range, he'll be a name that's in the top Mm -hmm. of my head. He's that good. He's like, he's just electrifying. When he pulled up with the hamstring, the backflip, his stock could not be higher right now. He's having, I mean, for breakups to win with the new team, he's got to be like this signature model. Like Brady to Tampa Bay is up there and Tyreek Hill winning the breakup by going to the Dolphins, even though, you know, he could have had another Super Bowl. I mean, 
he's still his stock has gone way up. 100%. And I don't think anyone for certain would have said this was coming. No. Like, exactly. I think when we when they traded him, the Chiefs, they're like, okay, they probably see something that we don't, like, mm-hmm. probably they're won't be Chiefs. able to replicate this. They're the Chiefs. And he's a product of Mahomes. Yeah. And Tua sucked at that point. And now it's like he, he's probably, you know, the top number one three. receiver in yeah. the league. Yeah, yeah exactly. So um, good for him. Nobody I'd rather have a receiver. I don't yeah. think that's being crazy either. It's just he, pure fact. He, he already has... 800 yards on the season. (laughs) This guy is cracked, man. It feels like every time he catches a ball, and again, this could be a result of playing children every week, it looks like he could go for 70 yards every single time he catches the ball. He's electrifying. So shout out to him and free him for the for the penalty for the taunting. That wasn't taunting. But that's, you know, preaching to the choir, I'm sure. Frisk zone. Look, unbelievable day in the Frisk zone. The only team that lost was Tampa Bay. And you know what that is? That's a credit to us because everybody in Unserious lost except for Washington and everybody in Frisky won except for Tampa Bay. How incredible is that? Pat ourselves on the back because we've picked apart these teams beautifully. Mm-hmm. Now, having said that, to me, Unserious or sorry, Frisky Platinum for the week, I think belongs to the Cleveland Browns after that win. That defense is just an automatic entry into the game. P.J. Washington, I know we've been longtime fans. Um, Very heat. Very, very heat. Burning red heat. Um, And my guy David Njoku went off too. But like I was saying, that defense is just... Absolutely spectacular. So caps off to them. They're my they're my platinum entry of the week. Are we not giving any love to the Texans? I mean, I know the Saints aren't some, you know, banger team, but I think if the Browns play three, like Yeah, but if the Browns play the Texans, I think the Browns win by a lot. Okay. I think we have I think we have the Texans read pretty well and the Saints and the Honestly, I think we're just pretty good. Oh, we watch the games and we we see the games. We we don't. And just we're already see through the already games. at yeah. a winning week, right? Yeah, we're three and zero right now, and it's going to be four and zero because the Giants are going to figure this out and get inside the two touchdown line. Three and out on the first Bills drive. Yep, yep. Hot Let's start. Go. Hot start. Fantastic start. How's Tyrod looking? Uh, he he's looking it? sick. Like he's... they showed him on the sideline, sitting on the bench. He's got like the do rag on. Like it looks, he's looking Let's good. Let's go. Let's go. Do rag tie rod revenge game. And Giants three and out. Oh flag. Oh okay. okay. Let's go. Oh, they just lined up in the Green Bay power sweep formation with three guys in the backfield. That was pretty electric. <laughs> Frisk zone. Table fraud. <laughs> yeah, table fraud. We've been working on that one all week, idiot. To me, there's one thing. There's one thing I do want to say about Frisky actually. What are the Packers doing there? Why do we have the Packers in the frisk zone yep. right now? I agree. Yeah. I mean, they, Out. Yeah. I know they're on bye, and I know they played Monday night, so that's why they we got lost in the shuffle. But they are, you know, they're the outlier in that. You know, oh, yeah. Verbal meme, the uh, the clown in the army line. Verbal meme. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know what yeah. you mean. Yeah, yeah, getting ready to raid the house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, so put them back. Yeah, yeah that's... That's, that's tough because they played Monday night, so that's not one you can really fault us for. But yeah, uh, yeah, I agree for sure. Can, can we? I want to submit Jordan Love, his his name to the bottom five QB list, along with Desmond Ritter, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, and, and maybe Daniel Jones, Russell Wilson, Ryan Tannehill, Daniel Jones, Ryan Tannehill. Okay, fifth spot's up for contention, but I want to throw him in there. I love how we have nine He's QBs terrible. in the bottom five. I will say, league yeah. of his own, though, league of his own. 
Desmond Ritter is absolutely <laughs> horrible. He hit <laughs> he hit two commanders on the numbers on the last two drives. Like perfect throws to the other team. Unbelievable stuff to watch. And Malik Willis looks like like maybe not even an XFL level quarterback. This draft, the, the Kenny Pickett, Malik Willis, Desmond Ritter draft has to be the worst quarterback draft yeah. of all time. Absolutely. Sure. Without a doubt. You know what's really concerning is the fact that Oh, jeans couldn't beat out uh, Malik Willis on the depth chart. Like, what well. is going on? No, no, no. Well, <laughs> no. Well, like, let, let me talk. I, let I, me I think I think we could beat out Malik Willis on the depth chart. Like, that's crazy. If like I, okay. what I saw Malik Willis doing on the field today. What is jeans doing then? Like, <laughs> how is he? How is he that much worse? I think that's more so a product of what is the coaching staff actually looking at? Because I I refuse to believe there's a world where Jeans is actually worse than Malik Willis. Like, yeah. I don't think that's possible. Well, I think I think that's just like what are we seeing in practice? Why are we so scared to put Jeans in the game? But the, or maybe they just want to see what they up. have with Malik a little more. Oh, because right? they have sure. more time okay. with Jeans. Sure, I they saw what they had with Malik in like three minutes. I think it was against the Falcons last year. <laughs> Here's my so thing. Weird. I think you dress Malik as the backup because it's like, okay, if Tannehill gets hurt, we need a guy who's like been in a game before, been in an NFL game yeah. before. So you will take the backup snaps. Having said that, if they start Malik Willis this weekend, that is the most unserious poverty move of all time because there's no way Jeans is worse than that. There's literally no way. He I, I really is absolutely hope, terrible. I really hope for everybody in his family. Well, did you hear the news? Uh, what? When you were gone. What happened? Breakup. It's over? <laughs> wow. No wonder oh, yeah. he sucks in practice then. Okay, then that makes yeah. a whole lot of he's, he's sense. He's going through a lot. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's an L, dude. <laughs> wow. Being lower than Malik Willis on the depth chart and the breakup? Yikes. yikes. <laughs> to be fair, I didn't think that one was going to... That one didn't look like it was it's gonna work out no i thought it was interesting because she was in venice with her mom so <laughs> like as, as like, soon okay as soon as he got taken in the second round you knew that one was gonna be short-lived well it was just oh you're saying she's gold digging whoa yeah let's not throw those accusations out there lightly i would say that it was just pretty yeah, pretty obvious from the jump ball that one was way out of the other's league <laughs> like way out yeah, of the other way league. and then like and one's way out of the other person's league and then you just like have the other person like putting mayo in their coffee. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Good enough. Well, it is. It's like one is like a like a you know nine or a ten. The other guy's like a seven maybe. But then the you know top talent NFL you know yeah. he's like a top first round pick brings him up. It makes up the difference. But it's like if if she you know and, but the then 1%. that didn't happen. So now he's back to a seven point five. Yeah. It'd be like the only way that they're going to match up again is if she got in like a severe accident or something. Right? Oh, okay. 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 All right. I'm just you're saying done. if she like, if her physical appearance drastically changed. Just cut this guy off. You are so canceled. <laughs> That's canceled. You're not All putting right. that in the universe, dude. Why? No. That is messed up. That was insane. No. Why? We would man? never want that to happen. No, one. Oh, I mean, you want to say that, even like utter that into the universe. No. The fact it even came into your wow. head. You, you dis oh, disgusting. Man. Disgusting. <laughs> Cancel. <laughs> anyway, 
Now that we are, bad, now let's bad, take so a sharp right back to Malik Willis, who who could have <laughs> taken a sharp right out of bounds and preserved probably forty seconds yep. of game time this morning. Anyway, whatever, save that for later. Let's let's finish the frisk zone first. Packers going out. Everything else looks good to me. Adam, do you want a word on this? No, just credit to us. Yeah, I love that. I love us getting credit. I think we deserve it. So good stuff. Um, unserious zone. My question for Dr. Alex off the queue. I saw this morning that Anthony Richardson, well, who it was first reported he's going to be out four to six weeks. Then they're like mulling season-ending surgery. Now, hand up, I don't know very much about this. Is that, like, how does it go from we can get you back in four to six weeks to we're just, we're going to maybe shut you down for the season. Like what, why is there like such a big difference in possible procedures to get done for him this, like this week? Well, I'm not a huge orthopedics guy. It's obviously what's in question is the type of surgery that they're going to do. Um, so I know like even in, in hockey, I know with Jack Eichel, it was, he could get the traditional neck surgery that like hockey players have been getting for the last 30 years or he, which I think was like, you know, quicker recovery and everything. Um, but long-term, it was still in question if they'd reply. I think it was like a disc issue with him, how well that would, you know, turn out. Or he could get the surgery where he'd be out like a year, mm-hmm. um, much longer recovery, but the chances of him, you know, staying healthy long-term were much better. Okay. So I think if I, that's kind of what came to mind to me. So I think kind of that's what they're thinking of. I don't know if he has a previous uh, shoulder injury history. So I don't know if that might be something that's been bugging him for a really long time. They're trying to change a, uh, you know, change the way they go about it. But um, what's the rush to get him back? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I don't know what the rush to get him back is. I'd, I'd honestly um, shut him down this season. I mean, Gardner Minshew looked terrible this year or this year, this game. Um, he was, but awful. the Colts are like, where are you going? Just shut them down and um, play them next year. Yeah, not to go, uh, Doctor Adam here, but I am actually someone who has had a season-ending shoulder surgery, and I was kind of in a similar boat where it's like, uh, you can give it uh, like six to eight weeks and let it heal, and then go back and like kind of take the risk of having the weaker shoulder, or you can just pack it in for the season get this surgery, which uh, will re-strengthen it, and then, you know, try again next year. So it, it's kind of like a, you know, like you can try to recover on your own and come back quicker, but there's the added risk of getting injured again if you do that. So but I, I don't think even, that's kind of what should be debating. a no-brainer decision in my opinion. Yeah, What, you want him back for, like, he must well, be back for week 14? Like, I don't get that. In the opinion of my fantasy team, I think they should definitely <laughs> oh. just ride it out. <laughs> All right. He should play tomorrow. <laughs> Let the guy play. Yeah. I agree with Alex. I think they I think they probably will go that way. Just shut him down. And I I like Minshew generally. I think he's okay. Today he sucked. Today he was absolutely he played them out of the game. He just he was not at all competent. I think he's better than that, but credit to Adam for giving us the Jags pick, so I wasn't that upset to see him underperform today. But Owen, what jumps out to you in the unserious helmet uh bracket there? Well, I think we have it pretty well. I'm excited to see what the Chargers will do tomorrow. Yep. Um, but everybody else seems good to me. Yeah, I agree with you there. The only one that I, and I said this last week, so I'm not being a, a, a bandwagon or nothing. The only one that maybe to me mo- deserves moving up is Washington 
because I do feel like I felt like Washington very strongly. I felt like they were better than Atlanta going into this game. I picked Washington. It was my favorite pick of the week. I don't think they're good enough to like be in that frisk tier, but I think they're like the closest of any of the helmets. I think they like they're banging on the door. They just they, they're almost there. Um, I I do like their team. I think they play pretty decent offense and have a good defense. So I like them for that. But other than that, those teams in there, it is an uninspiring bunch. I mean, we've had New Orleans right the entire way. And I know that their garbage schedule is going to get them to nine wins or eight wins. But I just want to kudos to us because the New Orleans and the Tennessee helmets are not going to move the entire year. They will just stay in those two places. And we've had them there since July. So Mm -hmm. credit to us. Yep. Love it. Yeah, I'm with you. Yep. Poverty tier. There's some movers here. I'm going to say it. I'll get out in front of this. There's movers in poverty tier. Okay. Obviously, we moved up the Jets already. We've decided unserious for them. They're on frisk watch, though. It's not, you know, it's not It's not a rule out for future promotion. I think the Raiders at 3-3 three and three are not poverty. Now, they could be looking at the Hoy Boy because of the Jimmy Garoppolo <laughs> back injury, which I, I, I feel bad for the guy, but he just, if there's ever a guy who shouldn't play professional football anymore, he gets hurt every single year yeah. without fail, and it took not even six weeks. Like it, it, At a certain point, it's just a detriment to you to be doing that, and he seems like a pretty like you know smart guy. Like He could be a coach if he wanted to, but to me, even with Brian Hoyer, I think they have some talent. I don't think they're that terrible. But you're the Raider fan, so I would lean more towards your opinion of them. I just, like I said, I don't want to, or I think Adam mentioned this, I don't want to like be yo-yoing. You know, mm-hmm. that's my only concern. Yeah. I get that they're three and three. But you still don't believe. But yeah, for some reason, I don't I don't believe because I don't, I don't know who they'd play next. But... You know, they could have another like really bad loss and then we're like, okay, they should probably go back to poverty or something. So um I don't know. Personally, I, I'm not rushing to move them up just yet. Okay. They're I've, one of those teams yeah, where it's I, like it's it's kinda like the Saints and the Titans could do whatever they want, but I'm still kinda like you're just like forever unserious. So I mean up to you guys, but um I wouldn't no, rush. No. But you know, if they're four and three the next week, then that's an obviously automatic uh unserious i guess i would say it's not i mean their three wins are against the broncos uh the packers and the patriots so they have uh, a win against an unserious and two wins against poverty and then they've lost to unserious chargers unserious Steelers, yeah and the elite bills exactly good bills so to me that's textbook poverty schedule there like they've I mean, they've maybe they're higher end poverty just because they beat two poverty teams. But I see no wins against good teams. I see no wins against frisky teams. Um, they've beat up on other poverty teams, and and even even to say they've beaten up on poverty teams is harsh because they barely squeaked by the Patriots. The Patriots, yeah, might be the worst team in the NFL. So easy schedule is one thing, but the product on the field is poverty. 
Yeah, and the product off the field is poverty. They're just a poverty franchise they have been my entire life. And, you know, you, you look at the schedule. I'm seeing games coming up that they do, you know, they have the Bears, the Giants, the Jets. Those are all beatable teams, so they're going to get to six wins, seven wins, but they also have games that there's just no way that they'll win at Lions, at Chiefs, at Dolphins, home ch- home Chargers, at Chiefs. Like, there's just no way you're winning those games. No. It, it, so it's going to be another year where they go 7-10, and 10, 6 and 11 aren't high enough to pick a quarterback and then they get to leak that same dumb story that they leaked this week about oh we wanted to trade up for CJ Stroud because he's the best quarterback in the draft it's like well then you should have done that or yeah, you, like yeah. nobody believes you because 100%. you're an incompetent franchise 100% so I guess you're right poverty the Patriots are shockingly bad I think it's on the table that Bill gets a dismissal because Mac Jones there's no way he starts next week there's just no way he, we said bottom quarterbacks in the league. I know I don't even think we brought him up, but he he's an obvious, obvious number one bad right now with how bad he's been. But there's a lot of bad quarterbacks right there's now. There's a so. lot of bad quarterbacks. I'd, I'd I'd say that Mac is among those guys, but there's a lot of guys vying for that position. There I'd really say. is. Like even you said, Ritter. Um, I think Tannehill has been god awful. I don't know. For some reason, I guess I've been watching a decent amount of Titans. Um, Some but, uh, I don't, I don't think they'd, they'd fire bill. I mean, they're already one in five, right? They yeah. would, they would have done it last week or I don't know when, if, when you're hearing this now, I think now's the time to fire him if you want to, but it's on the table that he just leaves. How do you, but then no, but don't, they have their first round pick this year, right? Yeah. But then it's like, Ooh, Caleb Williams. Like, you know what I mean? I don't know if they want to fire him because it's like, but next year, like yeah. we might get Caleb Williams I don't know who the other guy is. Uh, Drake May. Drake May. He's so, so crazy, though. He might be like, no, no, no. I like the tackle. I like oh, the tackle yeah, number yeah, one. That's true. That's, that, true, that's, that's the true. type of thing Bill would talk himself into at this age. I'll get my quarterback in the fourth round. Yeah. I actually <laughs> really like this guy from North Dakota State who I've been scouting. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I agree. I think, it, well, I, th- I think the most likely scenario, and I heard a report that said that Robert Kraft came out mm-hmm. and was basically like, bill is not unfireable which means that that's like something that he's probably contemplating it might be a situation like where they're like you know what we're gonna like a buck show alter where they're like we're gonna like you know you you can leave or we're gonna fire you but we want to like let you do it on your own terms so you just like Mm -hmm. step down like a forced resignation would be the way i would expect to see it um but even if they do retain him and then caleb williams comes in i think this team is still quite far from being a serious football team. Now I know they'll get some defensive pieces back. So their defense I think is at least okay, but you go up and down the line, the the depth chart on offense. I mean, their offensive line is below average offensive line. The the receiving core is probably the worst in the NFL, maybe by quite a bit. Um, I mean, Adam Thielen is better than anybody they have that can catch a football on their roster. For sure. Stevenson looks terrible. Uh, so I don't really I don't really see any sort of upside in any way for this team. Like I think it's going to be a few hard years, like maybe three years. And a different coach. It won't be this coach. I can tell you that much right now. He's been yeah. that bad in recent years that he won't be good enough to bring in the replacements. I also, I got a huge laugh today. I mean, uh, Romo was just openly just bashing Mac Jones every chance he had. But the highlight was Nance going, 
Stevenson through the hole. It's his longest rush of the year for 13. I was like, wow, holy, <laughs> this team is absolute poverty. Um, you knew that Nance was kind of sliding that one in as a little jab, which I respected. And my boy Bagan on the Bears, this guy, I was hating on him at first, but this guy Bagan, I did a little research. His dad, 17-time world arm wrestling champion. And wow. I got to say, this this Bagan is not the worst quarterback I've ever seen. He could actually kind of do some things back there. Um, they they said Fields broke his thumb and then put it back into place. So I don't know how long he's going to be out for. That I'd imagine wrong. I'd imagine that's some time. He said he couldn't grip the ball. So I think we're going to get to see some more Bagan. Well, if they can get someone in there yeah. who like actually does what a quarterback is supposed to do. Yeah. You know, like that an actual quarterback, because it's tough when you have a running back playing quarterback, you know, which is what the Bears have had <laughs> the first six weeks. But if they can get a quarterback to play quarterback, then, you know, they might be some fun. I just wanted to say you kind of sewered me because you sent that uh, text about like this guy might be one of like DH gate worthy. Yeah. Um, about that guy. And I wasn't watching the game, but then I go into uh, another group chat. I'm in and I'm like, oh, the Bears lost, but like Fields wasn't playing. And apparently the backup was the worst QB ever. And then everyone's like, what do you mean? He was pretty nice. So I kind of lost some credibility on on that because I assumed he was terrible. And I was kind of just pretending that I had watched the game and I obviously didn't. So, Well, in my defense, tough. his first throw was shocking. And then he was like three for four for like nine yards. And I was like, okay, this guy's looking pretty bad. And then he sort of picked it up. But he also, I mean, he put the game-winning pass 10 yards behind DJ Moore and it got intercepted. So he's not, you know, we're not looking at Joe Montana here. We just, I just think he's okay. <laughs> like passable, potentially, potentially passable. Um, but yeah, other than that, I guess, I mean, a good topic for the poverty, and then I don't want to spend forever on this, but where would you want to see Caleb Williams go if you could pick the team he could go to? Because I keep hearing this stuff, and we can talk about this in a second, but everything I hear is like, he. I saw that ESPN post. He'd go first over uh, Lawrence. He'd go first over Burrow. You know, I you oh, see that stuff wow. all the time. So if he's really that good, I'm not a huge USC watcher. Uh, where would you want to see him go other than obviously your team, which won't get him just, uh, just out of the poverty teams here. Yeah. Or I mean the ones that are like Carolina can't get him because the bears have the first. Yeah. So just Um, keep that in mind. I don't know. I like the jets also doesn't really make sense. Right. Like you're hoping. Yeah. And they're out of there now anyway. And they're out of there as well. So, um, I think it's, I think it's time the, uh, the giants get a quarterback. I think it's time. Uh, so I, I think, I think just seeing my guy Dayball just getting get tortured by Danny Dimes uh, week in and week out uh, is tough to watch. So I'd uh, I'd be kind of down for the. I mean, they're always in prime time, so might as well make them good <laughs> at this point. Like this, like I might as well have them get a great prospect so that every prime time game I'm watching, I'm watching Caleb Williams. Um, so that's also another reason why I'd like him to go to the Giants. Where do you want him on? Hmm. I. You know what? I'd love to see him on. I don't think the Jets will get him, but I'd I'd love to see him on the Bears. I want to see the Bears be good. Yeah, me too. But I also want to say, I'm out on Caleb Williams. He said too many cringe things. He seems too annoying. Oh, yeah. like he's talking about how he's he's. It's just constant threats from this guy. Like constant yeah. threats. It's yeah, like getting a cringe. I'm totally out on him. Me too. And I I just hate how every single year, like when Trevor Lawrence was getting 
been drafted. They're like, this guy would have gone first over like him, him, Manning, and now yeah. like apparently, <laughs> like we're just gonna keep saying this every year. He would have gone first over this guy, this guy, this guy. I mean, I agree with come you. On, at some point, it has to stop. It really does. I and I, you know, I'm a casual college football watcher. He threw four interceptions last night when I watched. I'm not seeing generational <laughs> pot- potential there. That's all I'm gonna say. But I this yeah the, yeah you 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 know what? Here's the thing: when you're under pressure against Notre Dame, who actually has a good defense, then let's see what you do yeah, with yeah. the Bears. Yeah, let's yeah. see. Let's see you have Justin Fields' yep, situation yeah. in the last three years. Are you still generational? Then that's what I'm gonna uh, even the Giants. Yeah. Oh, the Giants. Let's are worse see you than the Bears. with one second in the pocket. Yeah. Danny Dimes, he's out with a fractured vertebrae right now, probably. So, and, and I mean, Trevor Lawrence, he he won the the uh, national championship as a true freshman. He like won, I think he won a Heisman. He was like undefeated for like two full years. Uh, what has Caleb Williams done? I mean, he's folded in big moments. He's never made a college football semifinal. He's never made the playoff. Like, uh, I just yeah. And couldn't he only does is I I just hate the whining and the threats. Couldn't the even threats, stay on every Oklahoma. Time I see it, it makes me more out. <laughs> yeah. Had to yeah. run away yeah. to USC. Yeah, I couldn't stick. Well, if he yeah. stayed at Oklahoma, he wouldn't have been with that fraud Lincoln Riley, who's never done a thing either. But that's you know neither here nor there, I guess. I suppose. But I was talking about this with my dad the other day. Actually, number one picks of the last twenty years, NFL, like nah, there was like luck was like the only one yeah. that was like. If you were to pool the top 10 number one picks in the last 20 years in all of sports, football would maybe have one entry in terms of like hype mm-hmm. uh, at, at the time of the number one pick. And I think it would be luck. No, like you could make an argument for Lawrence, but I mean, I certainly don't feel that. In terms of hype? Yeah. Hype coming yeah. into the draft. Burrow? Mm. No. No. Wasn't Kyler Burrow... super hype too? Like low key? Who? No, Kyler Murray was super. Not hyped. like, dude. No, 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 I don't, no, I don't think like Lawrence super. Was like, like the first round honestly, pick since he know. was eighteen yeah. years old. Like, I don't know if it's because we live in Canada, but to me, like Bedard is no, way, no, yeah, way more hype than any of the hype, like Murray or Kyler Murray or Burrow, Burrow yeah. or any of these guys have gotten. Just because I don't know if it's uh, like because typically some of these guys just push like the last five months of the college football season, and it's like whoa, like yeah, where'd they come? Because Burrow wasn't this guy that we knew about forever. Yeah, like I think he just kind of later yeah. on became a thing. Like Bedard, we knew about him since he was like fourteen. Yeah, so I don't know if that also plays a factor. Just no, the it longer, does. It, I, I think it, sure does. it does. Like even McDavid, I remember was like we all knew about McDavid when he was like fourteen years old. Yeah, I think it's just like how early on do we hear your name? Zion is the same. Zion, thing. same thing. We hear about like when you hear about these guys when they're fifteen. I think that's just where the crazy hype yeah. is. And, 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 and Wembanyama. Yeah. We knew about Wembanyama like three, four years ago. Yeah, and the thing is that yeah. uh, Lawrence would be the closest you could get to that. And Luck, I suppose, as well. But Lawrence literally, what, freshman national champion, I think? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. he would be the most hyped. Because- also, Jared Goff is the third best first overall pick in the last 10 years. That is crazy. But better it's true. Than you can look back. Burrow is better and Garrett's better. I don't know. I think he's like Lawrence level. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence? Yeah, let tro- Trevor Lawrence level. Trevor Lawrence. Like, I think they're both pretty... At least now. But you love Jared Goff. That's crazy. You love that Jared is crazy. But yeah. What about Bryce Young? He looks great, hey? Holy cow. What a number one overall He had a couple nice is. little drives. Yeah, I'm sure he did. Did they happen to come when they were down by 30? 
or no, 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 they they were up fourteen zero. Oh, but then yeah, it kind of fell apart. Yeah, the roof kind of caved in for him. Um, (laughs) Anyway, the conclusion of that conversation was if you could have, or at least with my dad, was if you could have two number one overall picks the last twenty years in any sport, you know who you'd take. McDavid and Wembenyama. Oh, see, I knew like Phil's just gonna own this. Yeah, topic for like his life for the rest of his life. Well, I I'm treating these Spurs preseason games like they're the NBA Finals. I'm watching every minute. I can't get enough. But anyway, neither here nor there. But that's good. A good week of football. I was very happy with the games this week. Lots of close ones. Lots of exciting action. And I think next week is going to be great. Like Ravens Lions in the in the ROI game, the musical chairs Sunday night game, and Raiders Bears is going to be a banger. No other way to go about it. I don't even think you're being sarcastic. Like I think that actually might be. Oh, a, I'm like being, a, what's his name? Be, Bergint the, or something like that. Berg. Yeah. Berg yeah. versus. <laughs> Berg what do you guys call now? Hoy boy. <laughs> That's gonna be sick. Hoy boy sounds like a raw TikToker. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, for sure. It's like, hey guys, like, Hoy Boy's coming. <laughs> He's gonna do some social media stuff for us today. We paid a lot of money to get him here. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. I love it. I will say, Adam had an electric appearance on this show because at the he started vlogging the Giants Bills game, ran, yeah. randomly just pulled up his video camera onto the screen for a little bit of Giants Bills and then he also did the POV you're his plate. That was another really good one. So, good job by Adam today. I'll give him that as he's not in his chair right now. But yeah, let's do uh I know we've gone long, but do you want to do the book report today or do you want to do it on Wednesday? It's up to you. It's your choice. Um I'll just get it out, I guess, today. Okay, sure. We'll do sure. it. We'll do it quickly. Yeah. It won't take too long. Um, so it's just really things I like, things I didn't like, like really simple. Um, so I'll start with the things I liked. Um, in Europe. For some of you who might not know, I went for a month to Europe. I went to Italy, I went to Serbia, and I was in Switzerland as well. Um, so we'll start with the things I did like. Um, I think people dress really nice in Europe. Mm-hmm. like really nice. I think they're really put together. Um, I think that even for like the most basic things when they go out, they dress really nice, like whether it's going grocery shopping or it's going to like pick up your prescriptions or something. Like they typically put effort into dressing up. Here, like, I don't know, I, which I, I don't, I'm not hating. I'm just saying it's more like, you know, sweatpants. I'm going to the grocery store. I'm not really putting on like a dress shirt and dress pants to go to the grocery store. Yeah. Lots of people wearing their pajamas going to, places you know what i mean yeah and um, i don't mean to you know yeah lump guys in but if i were to feel the guess of you know the majority of this show i don't think that many of us would want to dress up to go to the grocery store i don't no. mean to make assumptions yeah. here no but no that i mean i i just wanted to say i think we have it right because i mean especially when you talk to some europeans not to be rude or like judgmental or whatever but I feel like they always talk about like, why do Americans never dress nice? Like, <laughs> you know, I just feel like it's, it becomes so judgmental when you dress up and try to look good, no matter where you go, that it's just, I, I prefer the system we have over here. That's like, a, I know, but like what I'm saying is like, that's a nice thing that you guys do. I wouldn't do it personally though. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's like a good for you yeah. guys. Mm-hmm. Check mark. I wouldn't personally do that myself, but it's nice to see. Um, Second is food culture. 
I think I think especially in Italy, they have it like they know what they're doing when they're eating. And it's not even just like the taste and the ingredients of the food. I think it's the way they go about eating the food. There's lots of like unwritten rules, like no cappuccino past, I think, 11 or 12. Um, I went and had this like enormous meal. And in between the meal, in between the like entrees we were eating, they brought out lemon sor- sorbetto, which is very interesting. Like, I, And they're like, it's a digestive. It's to help you eat more. I wow. thought that was very interesting. I saw two guys... Wow come in after work and they spent like three hours at the restaurant um, just eating like one bowl of pasta. I think they maybe had some appetizers too. They drank two bottles of wine. They took it really nice and easy, no rush. They enjoy their food. Here in North America, it's like who can eat three burgers in 20 minutes? Yeah. Like <laughs> the, Owen, the Owen mode. The Owen mode. It's like free t-shirt. Hell yeah. Like <laughs> let me like make my stomach explode. So that's that's definitely a con- contrasting thing I saw. Um, and number three is um, the metro system. I think the metro system's oh. a full-on banger. Um, not like within the city, but I think regionally, especially in Italy, I think it's hooked up very nice. The trains are really nice, clean, modern, gets you to places really fast um, and efficiently, always on time. Um, and they have like a bunch of trains going during the day. Like I thought, I was like, oh crap, like I got to catch that train um and there won't be another train um going i don't know florence to venice no there's like five or six trains that day so you it's really just you show up at the train station whenever you want and you just buy the ticket like it's awesome that is pretty sick i would say um i mean i would love to take trains everywhere and stuff obviously i know it's not possible with how spread out canada is it's just not a reality but i will say on the eating thing i don't know if you guys feel this way but in canada I, i at least certainly feel a pressure to finish my food if the restaurant is busy yeah. in, a, in a quick fashion so that the next person yeah. can have the table. I don't know if you guys also feel this subconscious pressure. Maybe I'm just too tuned into the surroundings, but that at least is my experience with dining in Canada. I feel rushed sometimes really? in, in situations. Maybe I'm a slow eater. I mean, I definitely am a slow eater. But. Or it's like you feel pressured to maybe order another thing to like justify you being at the table Mm -hmm. it's like you taking your time to eat food is not a good enough reason for you not to be out the door in the next 15 minutes exactly yeah i agree get there it's like oh totally like if you need like two hours to eat this pizza it's all good yeah we're not you know well for eager server like i've had this one guy one time where i was eating my food and i was having this conversation right and he came over probably four times to like ask if i was done and i told him like you know, three times I was like, no, 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 I'm not done. Like I'm going to eat my food. So like wow. you can come over when it's done. Yeah. You get, yeah, it was like the most annoying thing ever. He was just that trying to get annoying. me out of there. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's, there's a hounding a little bit. Oh I yeah. Feel. Um, and, uh, so that's it for the things I liked. Those were the three things I liked things I didn't like, uh, number one roads, cars, and like street etiquette in general. I don't like how, in Europe, there's just like the one like car lane, like that's it. Yeah, that's it's true. like there's nothing. There's not like the max you can have there is like a two lane, two laner to drive your vehicle. Um, I think it doesn't really make sense. I think like give me like a four or five laner. Like why? <laughs> why do we not have just like a massive like highway? Like I kind of miss that because I like, hear I think like you, when you have a four laner going, it's sick. Like, yeah, I go wherever I want. Like I'm not. <laughs> Like, and, and, and it's honest, honestly, I think it's safer because here it's like, you have to, if you want to go around someone, you have to go into oncoming traffic to go around the guy because yeah. it's like, you got the one going the one way and the other lane going the other way. It's not, you know, 
Um, and then also like around like historical sites and stuff like they have really small streets that are narrow and everything. And just when you think a car can't come through, boom, a car's coming, honking at you, get off the road, this, that. I'm like, geez, like, can we not get like a Stephen Ave where, <laughs> where you can like walk and not worry about like cars trying to run you over? Like, I, I didn't like that. Yeah. Especially near historic sites. Like, you think that we can close off. it down. Yeah. You, yeah. But that's like, you know what the four laner is like you know we have that here because there's nothing here 150 years ago it was just you know field so True. you can just build but there it's like you can't knock down buildings to get more roads i understand the practicality of that but i do think that's another w for canada i like the more roads the yeah. better i'm a yeah. big road guy yeah yeah um and then number two everything is closed on sundays um, which I didn't like, like gro grocery stores, restaurants. Um, come on, baby, Let, let's work. Like, let's work. <laughs> People want to make money. Business. Wow. Like capitalism, I, capitalism. I think capitalism needs to go a little harder in Europe. Um, <laughs> like the fact that you're, you don't want to work on a Sunday and you don't want to make some money is just okay. <laughs> And then the other thing is they have these things in Italy called siestas where like you come to work, like yep. show up at nine, you work for like three hours and then you have a, like a three, four hour break. Like, yep. and then you come back to work again. So it's like, I don't know. You're kind of working the entire day. I don't know how good of a break you can have for four hours when you're thinking about how you have to come back to work. Like imagine if you don't live within the city and your apartment like isn't within walking distance. And you have to like, it takes you like an hour and a half to get to work. What do you do? You just sit at a cafe for like four hours until the break's over? It's yeah. weird. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm definitely disagree with you there. Like those two things you brought up, I'm kind of a big fan of. And it kind of works like that in most uh, Muslim countries and in Algeria too, where like Friday, for example, no one works really. And then um, every day between like, 11 and 2 p.m like you just go home you sleep you have some coffee like and kind of like part of the reason for that is it's just too hot to actually do anything like if you're actually working yeah. it's way too hot to work but it's also nice to like have a moment in your day where you get to go home and like see your family and just like chill for a bit like you know it's it's not like a super like you need to clock in like grind out your work during these hours it's like you know come in for the morning go home relax a bit and then come back later so yeah, I, but i kind of like that i'm all in on it <laughs> you like that i would be a little i'm uh, i would be kind of uh unnerved with my break time that, that I, I do feel similar to that yeah but because your days like i don't know i just feel like your day is not over it's like okay now i have to go back from work from like four to eight what i will say is well no one's no one's like forcing you to do it. It's just kind of like a culture thing. Like most people just grow up doing it. And it's kind of nice to just have sure. that gap in the day to like eat your lunch and chill, you know? Okay. And I yeah, think it's a culture thing for us too. I just, I'm just like used to having everything like just being accessible. I love it. Napping in the day during the day. So <laughs> yeah, <big> <laughs> napping is really right this morning. It's not really a nap, but I woke up, put the Titans game on the iPad went back to bed and then woke up to the sounds of Kyle Ham Hamilton decapitating a guy. And it was just, mm. it was a really good wake up. It was a cheerful morning. Um, number three is, uh, and I think I might have to like, um, roast Serbia here a little bit. Oh, that's not what I was expecting. Um, but 
like the smoking, like people smoke <laughs> so much there. And what makes me upset is that I get like this, you're smoking outside and everything. That's fine. People smoke in restaurants there a lot. And it's like very like widely accepted. And that's like, I think that's like disgusting. Yeah. Like I'm trying to eat a meal here and you're just like ripping cigs right beside me. And I have all this like smoke going in my food while I'm trying to eat. Like, I don't know. I, I, I can't like, I, I get it. Like maybe 60 years ago, that was like a thing. And like, it was acceptable. Have the like courtesy that if you want to smoke, go outside. And you know, I don't know, like if you can't, handle not like smoking every five minutes while you're eating your food then i don't know if like the restaurant's the right thing for you but <laughs> i don't know i thought personally for me it was like very like it was gross i just really didn't like that um so and and it's in quite a few restaurants i don't 100 percent remember if it was in italy as well i wouldn't be surprised if some of the restaurants in italy did the same thing um but yeah that was very annoying i did not like that at all yeah. There we go. No rebuttals. Yeah, retweet. retweet. No, I'm with retweet you. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to me, it's like that. Even extends. I don't know if you guys feel this way, but when I smell something and and it's inherently like a vape flavor, yeah, I don't even like that. No, like that to me is like no. I that like kind of like I don't want to smell that in the restaurant. I don't want to smell that really anywhere inside. So I I feel yeah. you. Um, and then the last thing is, this isn't really like a Europe thing. This is more me just roasting tourists. I was like, so I made the decision to buy her like a bigger, like backpack. It was like a 42 liter backpack. Mm. It was the same size as a carry on, but it was a backpack. Um, just cause I thought I didn't want to like drag stuff around Europe and in, in like those cobblestone streets. Like when I get off the train and everything, I want to have my hands free. So I'd put my backpack on and, and go about my you know, finding my hotel and stuff. Um, so that's the decision I made. But the people and the tourists there, I get bringing on a smaller carry-on, but they were bringing on like suitcases the size of like dinner tables. <laughs> and it was like, it was so chaotic, like seeing these people like drag these like, uh, like 10,000 pound um, suitcases up these upstairs on cobblestone streets into into the metro system like it was so chaotic i'm like there's like people wash their clothes in europe too like you could totally do the same thing i don't know if they like think they that like laundromats don't exist in europe i found a great laundromat and they washed my clothes and it was awesome um but i don't know if they like feel the need to like not ever wash their clothes and just only have like accessible uh, clean clothes but dude the 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 sizes of those things like i didn't even know suitcases that big exist it was crazy and this one guy on the on the on the metro was like getting super pissed he's like well, like, I guess my suitcase doesn't fit in the overhead bin. I'm like, no, it doesn't because it's the size of Phil's TV. If anyone, not that a lot of people know, but like about Phil's new TV, but what is it? A 60? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Humble 60, brag. Humble yeah. brag, not 66 incher. It was literally that size. Like, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, do you, like, I don't know. I think that's part of the trip too is like, I don't want when I'm traveling in between cities to for it to be hell. Like, yeah. I just want to have like maybe a smaller bag. And if that means I bring a, you know, not as much clothes, that's fine. But I don't want every time I'm traveling and going on the Metro and walking to my hotel to be like sweating and uncomfortable and like not being able to find space for my bag. Like it just seemed chaotic. Yeah. I could never, I could never. How was, uh, 
how was that experience with things that you would buy over there? Like, for example, your Red Star jacket, like, you know, because when you, I feel like a lot of people, well, at least my family, they like to bring the suitcase for like load up. Oh, yeah. And like bring <laughs> the stuff back to Calgary. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, buddy. Just like one enormous check-in suitcase was like dedicated for just gifts. Yeah. Um, my family just an empty like, one just for dates in my family just dates up. and like tea, tea <laughs> straight up straight up and it's like um, <laughs> and uh, we keep saying we're not gonna bring that many gifts every every year and we do every single year um, so I think I cheated in that aspect because my parents joined me on the second half of my trip so you know once they got you know once they gave out all those gifts I had all that extra space to put in their check-in bags um, but yeah, maybe the only downside would be that, um, you know, once you do pack it up pretty good, there's not too much more room yeah. for like gifts and stuff to be buying. Um, my dad was like, you should buy like, uh, like something in every city you go to. I'm like, there's no way, because if I buy something in every city I go to, I won't be able to fit everything in my bag. But, uh, but otherwise I was very happy with my purchase. Good. Yeah. I'm happy to hear that. And that's it. Wow. It sounds like a great time. Yeah, I'm it was fun. Lie. I'm yeah. jealous. Um, really want to hear about the experience um i've never been to a champions league game i mean oh, that's yeah. pretty big oh, yeah. and i mean i saw the tweet they had like the starry night going on in the stadium like yeah, it looked dope and i was watching the game live uh i mean the explosion in the crowd after the first goal was sick like i it don't was... know it just looked like a great and you had good seats like what I was did. going on there well well if if you think about it act like um they were really low like they were like yes, basically front row mm -hmm. seats but the problem yeah. was they were a little too low so like because like the benches have that like yeah. i don't know what you'd call it like the, the hooded, hooded yeah, the, thing, shelter, the shelter the shelter so it was kind of tough to see like half the pitch low key because once they're playing in that kind of visual area you can't you can't yeah. really see much of the game um but everyone was standing the entire game my dad was like oh like i okay like first five minutes like We'll sit down after and no, like yeah. no one sat down. Um, but like <laughs> the choreography from the ultras, I mean, not to brag, but anytime you top you type in like top ten like ultras in 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 football, um Zvezda's <laughs> always there. Zvezda's always there, and it's one of the toughest atmospheres to play in, in all of European football. Um Raw. like you can you can fact check me on it. I, I know I know I'm right. Um, but no, like you said, they're I, I very organized, it, man. They're very organized. Like the starry night thing. It took me like a minute to like figure out what was going on, but like it looked amazing. They chant the entire game. Um, and yeah, like it was listening to the champions league. Yeah. That's there you go. Wow. There you go. Delia. Yeah. Wow. There you go. That looks sick. Um, number four and number four, number four. <laughs> see, so top 10 always, um, <laughs> And like listening, yeah, to the Champions League anthem was amazing. The game itself was pretty good, like two-two. Like Zvezda, I think, scored in like the 90th minute, so that was sweet. Um, and then it's just like very intense. Like this, this stadium is like really, really old. It's generally pretty run down. There's like you know, you go to a Flames game, they have like just like your standard like cops, yeah, like police officers. Like yeah. they don't, they're not wearing anything <laughs> special. It's just like your regular police officer. There you go, and you think you're you're in a war zone. I swear to God, they've got like the <laughs> giant like helmets on, yeah. the visors. Every guy has like a baton. Um, they look like they look like football players. Like they've got pads, <laughs> uh, shoulder pads, knee pads. It's intense, man. 
Um, so it was a really good experience. And uh, I'd, I'd gladly take you boys if we ever get the chance wow. to go to a Zvezda game. It, it's honestly like a bucket list oh, man. Uh, experience. Wow. It's so fun. The boys yeah, at Zvezda. It's up there for me for sure. I mean, it, it looked phenomenal. And I'm, I can only imagine like how angry people get like after one bad tackle or like oh. i don't know it just seems like a, it just seems oh. like such a good time and adam this one was specifically for you dude since like you're an uh you will eventually be a fifa ref because i believe in you very much but <laughs> when the refs came out it was some like guy from scotland the the, the squad was from scotland yeah. um the refs and they just came out to for warm-ups dude and the amount of booze they got was so <laughs> messed up like honestly respect to them like 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 mentally like i don't know how i'd handle that like the game didn't even start and i'm already getting booed like it was so bad yeah um and i thought of adam. Yeah, I, could, I was like adam would low-key kind of love the booing like that'd get him fired up like i could oh, just like sick. and i yeah, that's what i'm saying and i like pictured adam like running out of the tunnel because they like the refs came out first just to warm up and i could just imagine adam running out the tunnel dude everyone's booing him that'd be that'd be sick yeah i i mean i've only had that experience once but it was only like 500 people not like fifty thousand. so <laughs> i mean that that kind of stuff is is you know that's why you love the game yeah yeah <laughs> this is why we play we feed off the booze dude he's like john morant <laughs> yeah it's electric dude i mean you, you like call one foul and the whole stadium starts like whistling and booing and like oh man it was, it's it was great I will say on the cops thing, I noticed the same thing at the soccer games I went to. It's like a whole, a whole different world. <laughs> yeah. Like, like I, I can only imagine. I went to the Community Shield and it was forty thousand of each fans, and there was cops down the middle of the stadium split, and you had to leave at a certain time so you didn't interact with the other fans. You had to like stay in until like an hour after the game. Our our entry point was right before the game, but their entry point was two hours before the game. Like it's that that's yeah. what they told the uh uh the young boys ultras because there were a few young boys ultras um the team that Zezo was playing and there was about like two three hundred of them and then like in the like 90th minute they were like okay like you guys exit i don't know first or last yeah like they made an announcement to the stadium so it's crazy yeah yeah and i'm not gonna lie i mean nfl needs to adopt something like that because we've been seeing fights like every week in stadiums yeah. where people are getting like badly injured and uh the security guards at nfl games are just like random guys who are like falling asleep during mm -hmm. the game i mean you need to get a little more locked in here in my opinion but. yeah well that's i'm 100 percent with you they need to do like a full change to the policy here because you just see these fights every single week and i i mean if i were to guess i think owen probably likes watching the fights a little bit in the stands i bet he's clicking the videos for me it's like a complete, like, I, I won't even click the video. It's like, I can't, like, this, like, freaks yeah. me out almost. Really? What do you yeah. mean? What do you mean it freaks you out? I, I don't watch them because it's, like, the same thing every time. It's in the upper <laughs> section of the stadium. It's yeah. typically a Cowboys yeah. Niners fan. Um, that's It's like a 60 makers. seconds, and you're, like, going through to find the one time he gets hit by the punch. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. And it's always, like, the guy that has, like, the upper, the upper hand uh, or is... Seat higher. Seat higher. The high ground. The yeah. high ground. That's what I wanted. That's the word I was looking for. Um, and is just kicking the other guy's butt. So to me, it's like, like, I just, I feel like it's like low, like very, like, I can't imagine a world where I would ever want to beat somebody up at an NFL game. 
And I care a lot about sports, but I would never resort to that. I don't know what world those people are on, but it just it's too much for me. I don't even like thinking about it. Fair enough. What was your favorite dish? Oh, favorite dish? Um, well, jeez, I don't know. There were, <laughs> this is there like were... asking him his favorite movie, dude. Yeah. This is a tough one. This oh, a... I, have a, I have a follow-up to this. Okay. Uh, I'll tell you one very interesting thing I ate. It's called a Fiorentina steak, um, and it's in the like Tuscany region of Italy, and it's a very like uh, tra- traditional dish in that region, um, where you know here in Canada, I think typically like medium rare is the way people yeah. go. There, it's it's a huge like eight hundred gram steak, um, and they just put it on on the and they just fire it up like for like two, three seconds just so it gets a little bit of a crust from the outside and everything else within the inside is like purely raw, raw, like raw, raw. No, like no medium rare, no, like nothing. It's like still mooing the steak. Like it's still mooing how rare it is. Um, And I wanted to try it because it was a specialty within that region. It was actually pretty good. I don't, I don't even really eat medium rare steak that often. Um, but I wanted to try it just for the experience. And it was pretty good with like some red wine and some potatoes. Um, you know, I, I didn't go to the bathroom for the next four days, but hey. <laughs> um, so, but it was, it was a pretty interesting dish. Uh, did you that eat your amazing. pizza with fork and knife while you were up there? I did. I did. I, I, I went full European mode oh. and I ate with a fork and a knife. Um, just because they don't slice it for you anyways. So it's like, yeah. uh, I'm not going to ask for like the, the slicer or whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, and then might as well, like, and then might as well, when you already have the fork and the knife, you just go at it. And the thing is there, like, I, I don't know why, like we don't, cause the pizza sizes are the same. I don't know why here when we, when we go out, like when you go out with your friends, you order a couple pizzas and we all share here. It's like, or in Europe, it's like you order your one pizza and it's a giant pizza, but there's no, like the expectation is that you eat it for yourself. Like. You just eat yeah, the whole entire thing. But it's thing. so it's so much more like thin there. And there's it not is. like as many oils and like, you know, it, yeah. it kind of goes down nicely. It does. <laughs> I agree. And I wasn't I didn't feel super like Did Owen just call or anything cap? after. <laughs> yeah, that's cap. There's just I mean, there's they put oil on their pizza for sure. There's just less cheese. That's just less well, grease for less, less, cheese. less dough, dough, less cheese, I think it depends. less oil for sure. I think it depends where you go. If you're going to like they uh, put oil on it, though. Austin pizza, you're eating yeah. like bread. But if you go to like Una or something, yeah, yeah then it's thin. Una Una's I'd say pretty close to the to the European style. You know, be careful on the on the pizza chain topic because I've you know stated that I like local brands more and I have not heard the end of it from Owen for probably a year. Every time I bring up a pizza place, <laughs> he just says, oh, picky pizza Phil is back at it again. Something like that. Can, so, I, can I just say that um, maybe someone's, someone will probably say, oh, well, you didn't go to the right places in Italy. I think I went to a decent amount of pizza spots and tried a decent amount of pizza. The pizza there is really good. But the like, um, like the Una type pizza here, and the Double Zero type pizza here, and all those like kind of more like fancier pizza spots here that like make traditional pizza in Calgary, not much of a difference if I'm being honest. Raw. Like I'm gonna be like Una is right up there, dude. Like and and all these other spots that I've tried, it is not that much of a difference. Like they make really good pizza here as well. So that's a swish. Yeah. W Canada. Yeah. Well, it sounds like a great trip. I'm happy that it went well, it and was it was a, it was a well earned vacation. I'm yeah. sure. So. Uh, 
next time we'll have to get a, another report card. I'm looking forward to that. But yeah, I'd say that's a clear 10, easy 10. 10. Um, yeah, oh, easily. Easily. We'll be back. Yep, 10. Yeah, oh, yes. And we'll be back on uh, Wednesday night, Thursday morning, making picks. Looks like another great week. I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but so far, so good. So hopefully things will be just as good. And uh, yeah, back on uh, Thursday morning.